In Luke 18.18, a man runs up to Jesus and asks, What must I do to inherit eternal life? And we find in the conversation that follows, he had been a very good person since childhood. No doubt his friends and family would have been certain that this guy's ticket was punched. And yet, this very good man did not have assurance that he would make it to heaven. And for very good reason, friend, you can never, ever be good enough to get to heaven, no matter how far you've progressed in your life. And that is what we find at the beginning of Psalm 130. Out of the depths I cry to you, Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to my cry for mercy. If you, Lord, kept a record of sins, Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness, so that we can, with reverence, serve you. Friend, if you're a first-time listener, you're joining us in a mini-series I've entitled A Traveler's Guide to Glory. There is actually a bundle of 15 short psalms, all entitled The Psalms of Ascent. And ancient pilgrims would recite these as a shorter prayer book as they traveled from faraway places to their goal, the holy city of Jerusalem. And there is a progression in these psalms. As Psalm 120 begins in a faraway place, and the final Psalm 134 ends in the house of God, the sanctuary. Which may leave us puzzled as we hear this pilgrim cry out in Psalm 130, Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. Wait a minute. We are two-thirds of the way to glory. We've made significant progress by now, haven't we? But this pilgrim cries out from a place utterly at the bottom. He sounds like he's drowning. He's crying out for mercy. Why? Because he has looked honestly at himself in the light of God's holy law, that law that says we must love God perfectly with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and our neighbor as ourselves. This pilgrim realizes that if God has a scorecard, if we get in by the system of good enough, he can and never will reach glory. This is what a famous monk named Martin Luther discovered that no one will ever find assurance of glory by trying to be good enough. Luther had to come to the end of himself to find his new beginning in God. And that is why he loved the but of verse 4. But with God there is forgiveness. And Luther famously nailed his 95 theses to the door of a church that had lost this gospel life preserver. And his theses began with these words. When our Lord and Master Jesus Christ said, Repent, he intended that the entire life of believers should be repentance. Repentance unto life is a saving grace for pilgrims. It is where the journey of faith begins, and it continues throughout the whole journey until that day we reach glory and become sinless. We see and confess the awfulness of our sin every day, and we see God's mercy each and every day. You see, glory is a gift we receive by begging, not an allowance we earn by being good enough. And that recognition that it is a gift we receive as we come to God with empty hands does something to this pilgrim. It causes him to begin to wait and hope. Listen to verses 5 through 8. I wait for the Lord. My whole being waits. And in his word I put my hope. 
I wait for the Lord more than watchmen wait for the morning. More than watchmen wait for the morning. Israel, put your hope in the Lord. For with the Lord is unfailing love and with him is full redemption. He himself will redeem Israel from all their sins. Three times we hear the pilgrim has resigned himself to wait because he sees that God is ultimately the only one who can and will fix his mess. Now I know we live in a culture where no one wants to wait for anything. We want everything five minutes ago. But friends, in this spiritual journey, we must learn to wait train. Because as we wait on the Lord, wait on the Lord, wait on the Lord, there is an interchange. Twice the writer says, my soul waits. He understands that our waiting is a spiritual thing and is holding on to God's precious promises. Notice our waiting keeps bringing us back to his word, keeps us taking in the reminders of who God is for us. And especially when we're in the dark about how things will work out, because that's sometimes where we find ourselves. You been there? In the darkness like a watchman? That fellow would have been really longing for the morning. You see, the watchman was a guy who drew the short straw, and he had to go out and guard the city during the night, in the silence, when enemies were most likely to sneak up or wild beasts would come prowling. Can you imagine how long the night would be? Waiting for the horizon, for the sun, that first hint of light to come? The watchman is desperate. He's longing. He's waiting with everything for the sun to come. And that, friends, is where you and I are actually in a better position than this Old Testament pilgrim. Because we have already seen the risen Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, who came to give his life on the cross so we would see the Father's unfailing love in his resurrection from the dead. Friend, eternal life is ours the moment we turn to Christ and you keep turning to him. Because you cannot outsin your Savior. He redeems God's people from all their sins. My friend, remember who you are and who you belong to.